Welcome to Finding Forgiveness, a Fraser 365 devotional. I'm Chris Montgomery, the senior pastor at Fraser Church, and we're excited you've joined us for this study. May the Lord bless you as we learn about His forgiveness. This is Day 26 of Finding Forgiveness. Today's title is More Blessings in a Funeral. John 1.16 in the ESV says, For from His fullness we have received grace upon grace. In the NLT, it's translated, From His abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. And the message paraphrases it as, We all live off His generous abundance, gift after gift after gift. Our text today is Genesis 49, verses 1 through 33. It reads, Then Jacob called his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you what shall happen to you in the days to come. Assemble and listen, O sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the firstfruits of my strength, preeminent in dignity and preeminent in power, unstable as water, you shall not have preeminence. Because you went up to your father's bed, then you defiled it. He went up to my couch. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Weapons of violence are their swords. Let my soul come not into their counsel. O my glory, be not joined to their company. For in their anger they killed men, and in their willfulness they hamstrung oxen. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob, and scatter them in Israel. Judah, your brothers shall praise you, your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies, your father's sons shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down, he crouched as a lion and as a lioness who dares rouse him. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. Binding his foal to the vine, and his donkey's colt to the choice vine, he has washed his garments in wine, and his vesture in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth whiter than milk. Zebulun shall dwell at the shore of the sea. He shall become a haven for ships, and his border shall be at Sidon. Issachar is a strong donkey, crouching between the sheepfolds. He saw that a resting place was good, and that the land was pleasant. So he bowed his shoulder to bear, and became a servant at forced labor. Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent in the way, a viper by the path that bites the horse's heels so that his rider falls backward. I wait for your salvation, O Lord. Raiders shall raid Gad, but he shall raid at their heels. Asher's food shall be rich, and he shall yield royal delicacies. 
Naphtali is a doe let loose that bears beautiful fawns. Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a spring. His branches shall run over the wall. The archers bitterly attacked him, shot at him, and harassed him severely. Yet his bow remained unmoved. His arms were made agile by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. By the God of your father, who will help you, by the Almighty, who will bless you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that crouches beneath, blessings of the breasts and of the womb. The blessings of your father are mighty beyond the blessings of my parents, up to the bounties of the everlasting hills. May they be on the head of Joseph and on the brow of him who was set apart from his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf, in the morning devouring the prey and at the evening dividing the spoil. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel. This is what their father said to them as he blessed them, blessing each with the blessing suitable to them. Then he commanded them and said to them, I am to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, to the east of Mamre, in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field from Ephron the Hittite to possess as a burying place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah, his wife. And there I buried Leah. The field and the cave that is in it were bought from the Hittites. When Jacob finished commanding his sons, he drew up his feet into the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. Some scholars say these verses contain the first prophecies spoken by man found in God's word. Jacob begins with these words, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you what shall happen to you in the days to come. If you compare Genesis 49 with the rest of Scripture, you will see how profoundly accurate these words become. Alan Carr adds the following, The details of Jacob's prophecy to each of his sons as they stood around his bedside were amazingly accurate. In fact, this passage has been a favorite of Bible critics. They cannot believe that these words were uttered before the events they described took place. These prophecies and their accurate fulfillment stands as one of the greatest proofs of the inspiration of the Word of God. How did Jacob know these things would take place hundreds of years after his death? The Holy Ghost told him. Genesis 49.2 records this enlightening statement. Assemble and listen, O sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel your father. Jacob acknowledges that his name is both Jacob and Israel. His whole life, he has battled against his sinful issues as Jacob. Yet, he also has come to a place of spiritual maturity because God made him Israel. God gave him a new name a long time ago to prepare him for who he would become. Now, at the end of his life, he recognizes that God was working to bring all things under his promise. Jacob is now the 147-year-old patriarch of his family and has his sons all in one place. Now is the time for Jacob to both bless and pronounce judgment over each son. 
Their lives have been a testimony to either blessings or setbacks based on their actions. As a father, Jacob knows each of his children and is truthful in his assessment of each. This is a time of brutal honesty and straightforward love. John Phillips, who has written over 50 books on the scriptures, has an interesting take on this text. So we see Jacob's sons gathered about his bed. We view the scene as the judgment seat of Jacob, and it prefigures the judgment seat of Christ. Lives are brought up for review, and rebukes and rewards are imposed. What has been sowed must be reaped. Hidden things are exposed and judged. Open things are praised or punished. There is a place and a kingdom at stake for each one, and each one is weighed in the light of that. Indeed, this is a beautiful picture of what our Heavenly Father has in store for His children. Are you living faithfully so your Father will say, Well done. Consider these questions. How would you feel if you were Reuben and heard these words in Genesis 49, 3-4? Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the first fruits of my strength, preeminent in dignity and preeminent in power. Unstable as water, you shall not have preeminence, because you went up to your father's bed, then you defiled it. He went up to my couch. In verse 22, Jacob says the following about Joseph. Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a spring. His branches run over the wall. What are your thoughts on Jacob's statement concerning Joseph? One day, we will all kneel before Jesus Christ. One day, every believer will stand before the Father in heaven. How does Jacob's blessings over his sons motivate you to live for your father's future blessings? Pray with me. Lord, teach us how to live with your plan firmly rooted in our hearts so that we can live confidently based on what you say we will do in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.